show up for the execution. It says that the execution will take place at 7 o'clock. If you want to attend, you got to be there at 4.30 in the morning. It's like, once again, Tim McVeigh wins. He's the only one going to get to sleep late. Yeah, I'm a man of faith, and uh, I'd like to... Oh, hi, guys. Welcome to Dissing Killers. The podcast, not afraid to punch down. Yeah, I'd just like to apologize for my friends, for to my bosses at uh, BNN for saying what I said before the pregame show. Yeah, you know, it's, it's unforgivable, but let's keep on rolling. Fuck it, we can't get canceled. Uh, I think Harold Rothstein would disagree with you on that. I think he's... I mean... Harold Rothstein said the same thing I said in the pregame show, so it's okay. All right. Well, dude, Harold Rothstein loves us. He even went on our show. You can look it up. Yeah, dude. Real guy. Really uh, helped us out in the show and also thinks that the army is the few, the proud, the plantains. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he served, dude. He served at a garden one time and he picked up some plantains. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so uh, this week... Uh, how do we usually start? I forget. We do we just want to go into the letter we got from our good uh from this guy we'd never even heard of until like two days ago. Yeah, dude. Listen, before we get into this letter, we're not affiliated with Gary Sheffield Jr. at all, and quite frankly, I'm offended by a lot of things he's done. Yeah, I actually I didn't know Gary Sheffield had a son or any children whatsoever until like two days ago when he wrote us this letter. So me neither, too. Like I honestly never heard of the guy until he wrote to us. So yeah, well, here's what he wrote us. He said, hey, dissing killers, I was on my yacht the other day asking my father to help pay my rent when I heard you were talking shit about me. My father's being a dick and he only gave me two grand when I asked for five. My life is so hard. You wouldn't know what it's like to walk a mile in, a mile in the stilettos I got through family money. Do you know how hard it is to be me? The other day, my butler was five minutes late, so I had to, get, I had to have one of my other servants fire him. If you keep on disrespecting my name, I should hire someone to go all Timothy McVeigh on you. Speaking of Tim McVeigh, I think instead of dissing me for being a brilliant entrepreneur, I sell my dad's used condoms, you should do your episode on Oklahoma City bomber Tim McVeigh. Now, if you'll excuse me, one of my servants is mouthing off again about how he needs to feed his family, so I have to tell my bodyguards to beat him up again. Have fun being poor, Gary Shetfield Jr. P.S. I've been listening to the show since day one. Keep up the good work. An incoherent letter by someone who does not work for us. And I get it. We're about jokes here. But to me, he crosses the line. I don't want nothing to do with him on the show. I don't know how you feel. He's like almost John Green level annoying. Yeah, I mean, also, he's just, he, he's just offensive. And I don't think we want someone that toxic represented by our show. Uh, I agree. But, uh, yeah, but he did bring up a good point that we might want to do the episode on Timothy McVeigh, so that's who we're doing the episode on. Yeah, dude, this is kind of like your Super Bowl. This is your guy. <laughs> Shut up. No, I know a lot about him. I think he's a piece of shit, but I know a lot about him. It's great, because I, I know absolutely nothing about him, and you're passionate about the case, so this should make for a fun episode. Oh, yeah. So, uh, let's get into the bio. Ooh, let's get to this fucking yeah. bio, dude. This is going to be awesome. This is a good bio. I actually wrote this one myself. Uh, so he was born in Pendleton, New York in 1968. He served in the military after high school and was very proud when he used a tank to blow an Iraqi soldier's head off in the Gulf War. 
He came back to the U.S. and failed out of Green Beret training. He was outraged by the government, uh, the government response to both the Ruby Ridge standoff and the Waco standoff and identified with white supremacist ideals. He and his army buddy, Terry Nichols, built a bomb in a rider truck and McVeigh drove it to the Alfred P. Murrah building in, Fe in Federal Building in Oklahoma City. They had chosen this location despite there being a daycare inside. McVeigh drove the truck alone, parked it outside, and set it off by lighting a fuse. He got in a parked getaway car and drove away as the bomb exploded, killing 168 people, including 19 children. A cop pulled him over for not having a license plate and saw he had a gun, so McVeigh was arrested for, uh, arrested for possession of an illegal firearm. The FBI tracked the bomb back to him and arrested him five days after the bombing and led him out of the Kansas jail and into federal custody. He was tried in 1997 and was found guilty and sentenced to death. He was executed June 11, 2001 after a last meal of two pints of mint chocolate chip ice cream. So yeah, a lot of information in there and we'll make jokes about most of it. Yeah, dude, he's kind of the Columbus of terrorism. The Columbus of terrorism? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it was the most, I mean, it had been done a whole bunch, but then a white guy did it, and we're all like, ooh, wow, that's interesting. Exactly what I meant, bro. He's literally invented Columbus thing 20 years before it was a thing. Yeah, so it's like, because like people have been blowing shit up in the Middle East for years before that, and then a white guy's like, ah, I'm going to blow some shit up, and we're like, oh my god, we're like that, that meme with Pikachu, the one where he like has his mouth, and like, huh, how does that happen? You know, I should post that one on Instagram. We'll post that one on Instagram. With this coming out Sunday, we're gonna post that meme on Instagram tonight. So, so yeah. tonight's Friday. So you'll see that one, and then you'll see this episode. Yeah, dude. No, it's gonna be interesting to make fun of somebody who's done more damage than everybody else you've made fun of combined. Well, I don't know. I think he's uh, Gary Ridgeway killed like up to a hundred people, and then everyone else probably adds up to about sixty-eight. But uh. Yeah, no, but um, our we're, we're, we've got some great sponsors this week. We were actually uh, sponsored by Bad Haircuts, at least not why you got the death penalty. So Yeah, dude, you know, with jokes, man, I, I made a lot of haircut jokes. That makes sense. You're a very, you're a very uh, surface-level person. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's cool because you wrote them for me, so thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, so you want to go first, man? I can go with my haircut joke, or you can just... I think we just brought up the haircuts, and I can't find the pen I was going to use to cross out my joke, so you should probably go first. Okay, yeah. Um, with the name Timothy, and that effeminate haircut, he looks like he spends his weekends terrorizing a pride parade. Terrorizing a pride parade? That's good. I had that... Um, uh, Timothy McVeigh was called an ordinary American. But most Americans don't sound fucking retarded. Well, you see, you went retarded. I just kind of thought you had autism. Like, my first thought about autism was, you know, with Timothy's, with Timothy's voice and haircut, the only way he could appear more autistic is if he was wearing a professional wrestling t-shirt. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That was good. Yeah, no, um, speaking of him being an idiot, I mean, like, he was the fastest federal inmate from conviction to execution since the death penalty was reinstated in 1976. But he just looks like the fastest person on the short bus. I like that one. That's good. You know, he looks like the only terrorist who joined the organization because they knew who his dad was. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, 
he killed more people than anyone we've done an episode on. That's true. But he's also the only one who looks like a racist Q-tip. Ooh, racist Q-tip. I like that, too. I didn't read all your jokes this week, so they're surprisingly good, because I haven't heard them yet. <laughs> I'll take no it. No offense. <laughs> Timothy looks like he plays Call of Duty, just so he can say the N-word. Yeah. I mean, he looks like G.I. Joe with fetal alcohol syndrome. Looks like he thinks local singles are in his area. He looks like a soldier, but he sounds like he thinks G.I. Joe was a documentary. <laughs> Timothy looks like he watches the UFC just to find ring girls to stalk. <laughs> you got you got some wrestling jokes going this week, Ja. Yeah, I know, dude. It's I went nerd wrestling. It's the it's, it's my first thought. Well, speaking of nerds, there is a lot of evidence, and uh, a lot of people who say that Timothy McVeigh was actually a virgin for his entire life. He was a virgin through high school. It's pretty much accepted. But there's really no one who said, oh, yeah, I fucked Timothy McVeigh, besides maybe the executioner. So, um, yeah, I think he died a virgin. And so I said uh, he was mad. Um, he was mad at the government for, for the fire at Waco and their secret successful plot to keep him a virgin forever. Well, like most people like politics, Timothy was an adult virgin. <laughs> yeah. Um, like most people obsessed with guns, he was a virgin. Well, Timothy was mad at the government because it wouldn't take his virginity. <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, he killed 168 people. So his murder body count was 168 higher than his sexual body count. <laughs> That's a good one. That might be your joke of the week if we can still do that. I don't think we uh, still do that. We should do it, though. Well, you know, one thing about him, though, is you mentioned his bombing. You know, like Amy Schumer, Timothy McVeigh was an expert in bombing. Oof. You know, he was interviewed on 60 Minutes and was really boring, making it the second time he bombs on a national stage. <laughs> the only bigger bomb was Amy Schumer's last movie. That's <laughs> uh, good shit. I mean, we should get into some facts, because we've just been reading through all our jokes at the beginning of every episode, and like, so we really should... You should probably, you know... It's funny that you say that, because that's exactly what we do every single week. We, we run through our jokes in about 20 minutes, and then we go a couple of facts at the end, and then incoherent rambling for the last five minutes. Let's change we're, it up. We're drinking, the whole time. we're drinking the whole time, so by the end, we're just, like, drunk rambling. We're like, oh, shit, we went through our jokes in the first, like, 18 minutes. We got 12 more minutes to fill with bullshit. Well, and listen, dude, one thing is I hope that you mentioned the whole drinking thing. And, you know, there's a lot of kids listening to this show. And my yeah. advice, if you're a child that listens to our show, go to your parents' alcohol cabinet and just empty all of it, dude. Like, drink it all. It's, it's only good for you, man. There's nothing bad about drinking. And the best part is if you drink a bunch of vodka and then refill the bottle with water, nobody will know. Yeah. Cause I mean, exactly I've been doing it for years, yeah. too. <laughs> People would think I'm at the gym working out. I'm really just drinking vodka. Well, yeah, and here's, kids, if you've never had a drink before, the first sip tastes weird, but if you just chug and keep going, you'll feel great. Or if you want to get alcohol as a child, literally, you're underage, go outside a liquor store and just bother adults to ask them to get you alcohol. It works every time. It's not illegal at all. Go for not it. Not illegal at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a friend who, uh, he'd get super drunk because he uh, would uh, dip tampons in, in vodka and shove up his asshole. And it gets you, like, really drunk, apparently. I would not do it. I don't want anything near my asshole. But apparently it fucks you up, man. All right, but back to this. So, um, 
he was actually given Timothy McVeigh, speaking of assholes, um, was given a medal of honor for his job in the Gulf War. And uh so like he was actually given a presidential medal of honor or like a medal of, it was given something that was not given to him by the president, but it was like a really high honor for what he did in the Gulf War, and it's like okay. It was his first non participation trophy. Yes, his first trophy that wasn't for participation, it's a good point. Uh He's, he really hated taxes. That's something uh, interesting about him. I mean, who doesn't who who doesn't love getting their money taken by the government? I mean, it's so weird that he would hate taxes. Yeah, you know, one thing about him though was <sighs> Timothy was obsessed with taxes, which makes sense because most autistic people love numbers. That's true. Yeah, I mean, he also. Uh, he handed out literature at gun shows, which I think is interesting. He handed out, like, anti-government pamphlets and, like, Clinton's coming for your guns, shit like that, you know? Bill well, Clinton surprisingly, at the time. they weren't written in crayon. Yeah, surprising. I mean, most of them probably were, let's be honest. They don't have any pictures of them. They were probably written in, like, but red crayon, because blue is for beta soy boys. Um, actually, we already have that what was wrong with him is a beta cuck soy boy, so, yeah. <laughs> And he believed in conspiracy theories, so... Um, well, yeah. dude, if you believe in conspiracy theories, there's definitely plenty wrong with you. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean... But uh, he uh, he had a lot of quotes. Like he said, Racism on the rise? You better believe it. To which everyone responded, It's your fucking fault! So, you know... But, uh... Yeah... He also said, I understand what they felt in Oklahoma City. I have no sympathy for them. Which, I mean, to which they replied, we have no sympathy when you get a needle in your arm. Or actually, they give him the needle in the leg. I learned that the other day when I was reading about his execution. Dude, could you imagine there. Timothy McVeigh at a party? Like, how not fun would it be having Timothy McVeigh over? I mean, he looks straight edge. He looks like he homebrews non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> we go to looks... Give me one second. Uh, this is fun to look for jokes. That's the one part of the show yeah, that's okay. tough. I'm scrolling. I got it. I got it. All right. Timothy looks like he runs a website denouncing black quarterbacks. I mean, he looks like he uh, supports the resegregation of baseball. <laughs> that's a good one. You know, speaking of sports, Timothy was the worst person in Oklahoma City. Until the Thunder drafted James Harden. Yeah, I had something similar. I had, he was the worst thing to happen to Oklahoma City until they lost in the playoffs to Utah's only sports team. They lost to the Jazz. Let's just take a moment of silence. We don't need a moment of silence for the Oklahoma City bombing. They've done plenty of those. Let's give a moment of silence to the basketball team from a major city that lost to the only sports team in Utah. You know what's funny is after that game... The Thunder pulled a Tim McVeigh and blew it all up. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, he wanted to make a political statement. So, like most politicians, he ruined lives. Speaking of politicians, Timothy was executed for his crimes against humanity, while Obama was rewarded for his. <laughs> yeah. Timothy, I mean, there's a lot about... I mean, there's a lot, like... He didn't have any last words when he's executed, but I'm pretty sure it's just because he forgot them. Well, you know, one thing about Timothy, bro, is you gotta keep in mind, most of his shit just seems like straight-up autism. 
you know, if Timothy were to open a dictionary and find the words activist, he would still be autistic. You used that joke about Gary Ridgway, though. Did I really? You used the same I, think I, I think I said he was still retarded. Yeah, he's uh, the exact same thing. You're like, if Gary Ridgway opened a dictionary and looked up the word retarded, he would still be retarded or something like that. <laughs> Um, it would cha- pass this changeable because one, I forgot about it, and two, I thought that autistic was different. But yeah, no, it's kind of the same thing. Tell every autistic person you know, hey, you're retarded, and they they'll feel it. Um, he spent time with his friend doing bomb chemistry, making him the first retarded nerd. <laughs> well, Timoth- Timothy has a f- had a friend that helped him. Shockingly, he wasn't imaginary. Yeah, Timothy was different from most New Yorkers because he had a friend. Speaking of New York, Timothy was from New York. Surprisingly, the worst thing about him wasn't his stupid accent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks like what would happen if kids who say the N-word on Xbox Live grew up to be in shape. Well, I don't know. I'm still thinking about New York, though. Yeah. Like most people from New York, Timothy made other people suffer. <laughs> But, I mean, New York's got a lot of Jews, and he really seems like he said... I mean, he looks like his catchphrase is, it was the Jews. So, I'm going to Deshaun Jackson share that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it uh, wasn't written by Deshaun Jackson. It was written in honor of Deshaun Jackson. Well, dude, he, like, like Deshaun Jackson, Timothy has no hate in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he forgot to put a license plate on his getaway car and got pulled over. Not because of the license plate, but because you need to have an IQ above the Ridgeway line to drive in Kansas. <laughs> That's good. The one thing that you have to keep in mind, Timothy hated Bill Clinton, proving he wasn't crazy. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, I'm against executing crazy people, but, I mean, he clearly wasn't crazy, so. I mean, the, but, uh, yeah, no, I've got, Luke Voigt didn't write me a lot of jokes this week, but I think... We're about halfway through the podcast, a little over halfway. I think it would be a good time to bring up our Luke Voigt stuff. Well, yeah, let's do it. I think he wrote you two, didn't he? He did. He only wrote the me first one. one he so wrote me. First. Like Black Lives Matter, Timothy was a danger to society. Yeah, I mean, he said to me, McVeigh did almost as much damage with his truck bomb as women do with any vehicle. So. Well, you know, I'm going to get on Luke for this one. He's, he's becoming repetitive and still. He's becoming repetitive? He said, what? And it's not like he's like doing an anything Asian else. Woman. <laughs> he's not doing anything else. Yeah, you're right. Like an Asian woman, Timothy was stopped on the road after the damage was done. Oof. Yeah, no. But I said the main difference between Luke Voigt and Timothy McVeigh is that Timothy McVeigh is known for bombs and Luke Voigt can't hit them. Well, Timothy struggled with women just like Luke Voigt struggles with major league pitching. <laughs> And Major League Fielding and Major League everything. Um, yeah, but uh, just real quick, this one isn't even... We, we usually order our jokes or like put them in categories. This one I just have under other because I didn't know how to categorize it. But I said, some tank tops are called wife beaters, but with McVeigh, they're all called that. Because it's just a dick. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. You know, I have one more Luke Voigt one I'm going to read it. Yeah, go ahead. Luke Voigt and Timothy have many similarities, mostly being able to repel the opposite sex and embarrass their families further with each action they take. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, but, like, back to the letter we got, Gary Sheffield Jr., man. I mean, McVeigh hated the government uh, more than Gary Sheffield Jr. hates people on welfare. Well, you know... 
Timothy's actions disappointed the military almost as much as Gary Sheffield Jr. disappointed his dad. Yeah, McVeigh thought he was fighting for the underdog, while Gary Sheffield just bets his dad's money on fighting dogs. One thing we gotta talk about, bro, is, I know it's a little off-subject, but Timothy's become sort of a right-wing hero. Well, I whoa, think we whoa, should whoa, just whoa. let's not get off topic. Real quick, right? our, our entire show is about staying on topic here, so go ahead. <laughs> you know, you're right. So anyway, like most right-wing heroes, Timothy's downfall is his stupidity. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> it's really funny, actually. He looks like a fry cook who spits in burgers for minorities. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go crazy here. You know, wild card bitches. I'm going to go another right-wing joke. Is that cool with you, Jack? I want to get your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick on them because they, they do so much for our country, but go ahead. You're right. They do a lot for our country, but... Timothy is beloved by the alt-right. Shockingly, he wasn't accused of sexual harassment. <laughs> Oof. Burn. Um, yeah, no, he looks like, but he, he also, he's kind of nerdy looking. Like, he looks like he would, uh, like he edits Wikipedia for fun. <laughs> Dude, I like how you're just going all looks like this week, because I went a bunch of haircuts, so I think I can't make fun of you for that, so we're kind of yeah. in the same boat here. Yeah, you know, Timothy killed 168 people, but his worst offense was that haircut. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said that uh, he died like he lived. A dumbass. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you know, victims' families were enraged at Timothy for refusing to apologize, for having such a stupid haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean... He looks like he doesn't want gays in the military because of the temptation. <laughs> well, you know, one thing about him, too, is that, you know, I'm going to haircut joke. Fuck it. We got to. <laughs> we got to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, or you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to go haircut. I think I've done enough of that. All right. I'll give another looks like unless you've got a good one. I do have a good one. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, bro. Is that cool? Because I know oh, yeah. we're so focused on staying on topic here. Yeah. You know, Timothy's self-described brilliance is harder to believe than John Green when he claims he doesn't watch child porn. <laughs> <laughs> I had McVeigh wanted to use a necessity defense on trial. That's where he says he had to blow up the building because he was in danger. And the only less believable stories are the ones John Green wrote. Well, speaking of contributors to our show, um, you want to talk about Heath Evans, dude? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can go first. Okay, both Timothy and Heath Evans consider themselves martyrs. The difference between the two is that Timothy could actually spell the word. Yeah, I said that McVeigh was an angry man who did terrible things under the guise of freedom and conservative values. This inspired Heath Evans' social media. Yeah, you know, uh... One thing about it, too, though, is we got to talk about, if we're going to bash the right wing, I think we should also bash the left wing, right? Like, oh, we got to stay even. 100%. We're yeah. a very bipartisan uh, group here. We're fair and balanced, dude. Yeah. Fair, fair and balanced. Fair and balanced. We can use that, because Fox News doesn't use it anymore. So that's that's, our, that's gonna be our new slogan. We're, it's no longer the podcast we're not afraid to punch down. It's dissing killers. Fair and balanced. Go ahead, Char. The only way to waste more time than reading Timothy's autobiography is taking a gender studies class. Oof. Yeah, no. 
I mean, but he, he looks like he would retweet himself to prove his own point. Like, well, McVeigh was called a face of terror, which makes sense because of his haircut. Um, you know, but we make fun of like him being produ- being like ugly and all this stuff. But I mean, McVeigh killed more people than Dahmer, Bundy, Gacy, and BTK combined, while having the IQ of just Gary Ridgway. Well, you got to realize why he killed, right? He ha- he killed because he hated the media and the government as well. But mostly, I'm going to talk about the media here. Timothy despised the media, mostly because they knew how to write something that actually made sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of uh, stuff about his execution. I mean, um, McVeigh was put to death by lethal injection, where he basically just went to sleep and died. But the way that he talked made it sound like he'd been asleep for years already. But you got to realize, part of his whole shtick was he was hated in his lifetime. You know, in his life, Timothy was hated when he was in high school. <laughs> you know, McVeigh didn't give any last words, but he did leave a handwritten poem behind. Surprisingly, the poem wasn't, Roses are red, violets are blue, I hate the government, and you should too which would have been the most coherent thing he'd ever written. Yeah, you know, one thing about him, though, is if you talk about his writing, (laughs) his writing is so bad that Hank Green copied the whole thing, and that's how he created his whole career. I think you're thinking of John Green, right? No, Hank Green, dude. Hank Green Green is writing books now, too. Oh, I know he could write. copying his brother and writing something that's just not legible. He's going for something that's not legible and also really dumb. Yeah, and also, I mean... But Hank Green's, Hank Green's books are written in crayon, whereas John Green's books are uh, written in pencil, I think? Well, Hank like, Green looks like his books are written in crayon. Oh, no, no, it so just looks like he eats crayons. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he eats crayons? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got, uh, do you have any more written jokes, or do we want to go into some facts? And we've only got four minutes left. Dude, I'm down for whatever. I also have no more written jokes. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> We had uh, some great quotes. Victim's family said, The year after Julie died was the most miserable I've ever been in my life. Said one of, And apparently, I guess Julie was somebody who died in the explosion? I don't know. No, it, it was just a lawmaker. Oh, just a lawmaker. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was someone who died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this guy said, Every muscle in my body ached from alcohol poisoning. But that's actually not from the explosion. That's because right after the explosion, McVeigh bought him a shit ton of beer. So. He was underage. He was underage. Kids, remember, if you're going to ask someone for alcohol, ask Tim McVeigh. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy also said, my hair is falling out. My teeth are chipped off. I have a horrible memory loss when things get pretty stressful. So, I mean, it just sounds like a pretty shitty life for the people who got affected by this, but they did, they did get to get up at 4.30 in the morning and then go get him, watch him get executed, so pretty cool. <laughs> that was such a great quote. That's such a great quote. <laughs> Legitimately, that was, they did a 60 minutes interview with uh, Timothy McVeigh and the families, and one of the members of the family said that quote at the beginning, she's like, yeah, I mean, he wins again because he gets to go to sleep, and we have to do it at 4.30 to watch him be murdered. <laughs> 
Oh my god, dude. I feel like one thing that's underrated, which we never talk about, is how good our intros are. You know, I don't kiss our ass that often, but the intros to our show are probably the funniest thing of any podcast. The intros, I mean, of all the things we write for this show, the intros are the best. Of all the things other people write, the letters are the best. The stuff we actually come up with ourselves and we write ourselves, I'm a huge fan of the idea of our intro, just a quote every week. If you go, if you look back at the episodes, like we had an actual like hardcore quote from Bundy in the first episode, and then by the time we got to like Berkowitz, we just made him sound like he's super gay, <laughs> and then this everyone sounds gay or retarded and all their stuff. But this is one of our best intros, really. I think the best one was the Randy Kraft. He had a good childhood. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. Oh, that's good shit. I mean, yeah. you know, but yeah, no, who is to blame for this? Who do you think was to blame for the whole McVeigh thing, Cha? It's super simple here. The military. You know, if you give people shitty haircuts and teach them how to creel, it creates angry, ugly people. And angry, and angry ugly people create 98% of the crimes in our society. True fact. Yeah, I mean, the other 2%... What's the other 2%? I'm pretty sure it's all angry, ugly people. I guess the 2% are angry, good-looking people who, like, shoplift, but... Well, it's when the Kardashians go to the store, they just feel like they're paying. I think keeping up with the Kardashians in and of itself is a crime, so... (laughs) Punishable by death. (laughs) Punishable by death. Yeah, I... But who's really... I blame the government for being a bunch of dicks and setting McVeigh off. (laughs) Yeah, you read... The whole episode we spent bashing him, and it's good. The last thing that people will hear will be defending his point of view. <laughs> no, the last thing we're here is our. Uh, so he was really pissed off by the whole siege of Waco, and there's a fire. And like, look it up yourself. I'm not here to educate you fuckers. Um, but uh, I uh, we are actually sponsored by Waco on Netflix. The the six part doc, six part docu series on Netflix, Waco. Uh, so it's sponsored by Waco on Netflix. What's the worst that could happen? So no one comes to our podcast to learn. You come to our podcast to have fun. Just listen to any shitty true crime podcast yeah. you want to learn. If you want to listen to a podcast that is that has no fun and won't make you laugh and also won't teach you anything while making you bored and maybe kind of want to make, make you want to cry, uh, is uh, you should listen to the last podcast on the left because they are absolute trash, just absolute garbage. You know what's funny, dude, is I used to actually pick up last podcast on the left. I was a garbage man. <laughs> yeah, no, I used to, they used to ask me for help with their podcast, and thank God I never gave them any, but when they'd come to me and they'd be like, hey, Jack, could you, like, give us a couple of jokes to this week's episode? I'd be like, but no, you guys are, you're, you're fucking dumb, your show sucks, I'm not gonna help you. Well, and dude, I so, should you nod this one, this is me being honest with you, because I actually talked to those guys this week, and, and they were talking to me like, how come our show is so boring? What can we do with Fred? Should I help? You guys should actually write jokes and try and be funny and not be terrible. And like, you know, you're right, but I just want to do stupid voices for an hour and a half and not say anything. And, that, and you know, that's that's their philosophy. Let's live with it. Yeah, I mean, their philosophy is if we suck hard enough, people will think we mean to. So. But dude, we're in the age where being unfunny and annoying is just ironic and cool. That needs to end. You know, I'm with you on that. I mean... It's, we live in a world where Trevor Noah makes millions and hosts a TV show, and Eli Sayers isn't even isn't close to as famous, and that's just not fair. I mean, every word out of Eli Sayers' mouth is funnier than anything Trevor Noah's ever said. And so it's like, I'm just bitching here, but like we should be 
bigger than the last podcast on the left, mainly because they suck, but also because we're good. And then, yeah. Trevor Noah, it's pretty simple. I drink a lot, but still, Trevor Noah gets more booze than I do. He gets more booze than you do? (laughs) There we go. Yeah, so, uh, well, we're, uh, we've been out of time for two minutes, so, uh, (laughs) you you just sound more like an orca than someone saying peace at this point. (laughs) It's because I used to say it's so legible. (laughs) It's getting worse and worse every week. Give us a good one. Peace. (laughs) Peace, guys.